podcast one production. An eagle drops a live snake on a group of people having a barbecue in the park. The people go nuts. They run, screaming, fleeing from the scene. The event is filmed by a bystander who uploads it to their Facebook page and the video goes viral. And when I say viral, I mean 30 million views viral. But here's the thing. The video isn't real. It was conceived, filmed and distributed by a team of very clever writers, filmmakers and marketers. Welcome to the world of viral videos. This is How to Build an Online Business. I'm Bernadette Schwert and I'm talking to the man behind that video and 16 other viral videos that have had a cumulative audience of over 50 million views. Videos that have been specifically created to go viral to help a business achieve a specific objective. Today, we'll be discovering the inside secrets of how to make your video go viral. The man, Dave Christensen. The company, Ride Content. So what's been some of your most successful videos? And maybe just pick one that you can talk us through because people may not even understand what a viral video is. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we've got a mixed bag of virals. Um, some, I call them unbranded. So uh, they're things that we made to experiment to see how much noise we could make online um, and in the media. And they didn't really have a bigger agenda other than that. And then we've got virals that are client-funded. And so they have an agenda behind them. They're, they're trying to... Um, you know, uh, push a message or, or something like that. So I could probably give you examples of either. If I was to go down the unbranded one, let's talk about our highest view count. Um, it's a girl almost getting struck by lightning. And uh, that that's the one in the 80 something million views. Uh, it's such a simple video. Uh, it's narrated by this uh, interesting character who's meant to be the boyfriend of this girl. We're just following her down onto the rocks uh, down near Sydney Harbour and um, lightning strikes right next to her feet and the reaction that follows um, is very simple but very funny and it worked really well. And that was genuine footage? No, was so it's a combination of genuine footage and visual effects. How do you go about making a viral video? So for us it was all... It, was and is all about replicating virality. And the only way to do that in our world is to replicate something that, that isn't necessarily real. There are a million viral videos out there that are, are, are legitimate and they are often uh, flukes, uh, these rare, crazy occurrences caught on camera. Um, as a business, I can't rely on um, just filming everything and hoping something crazy happens. So uh, for us, uh, it's all about understanding what works and what does go viral and then how can we learn from that and try and use different creative and production techniques to replicate and fake it, essentially. So what are some of the elements that you know work when it comes to creating viral videos? There are a lot of great businesses out there that have um, experimented in different avenues of um, content that is highly shareable. Um, for us, we've leaned on really simple ideas that uh, have something completely extraordinary happening within them. And we've built a number of techniques that we use and, and implement to try and replicate those results. And to break it down really simply, we break it down into the creative, so the idea, the production, which is the way in which we bring that idea to life. And then the way that we uh, seed and distribute that content to optimise its chances of going viral or, or getting a mass audience. 
Can you talk us through an example that you did with a viral video in terms of how you came up with the concept? So uh, a good example would be something we did um, for the Hawthorne Football Club a year or so ago. They were leading into um, the AFL finals. They had a big marketing campaign planned to generate buzz that they were in the finals and ultimately sell tickets uh, to the games. And so they came to us looking for, um, I guess, a complementary element to their traditional marketing campaign that was going to generate additional buzz. So our brief was relatively open-ended. It was uh, get Hawthorne Footy Club in the news or in the media and tie it back to their their creative theme line, which for that campaign was was called Embrace the Hunt. So, and we didn't have much time. Uh, from memory, I think we had two weeks to have the idea, make it and release it. <laughs> uh, so the obvious one was something to do with a hawk. <laughs> for us, uh, especially at that time, working with ideas that had an element of danger often work really well. So, okay, hawk, danger, uh, what else can, can we do? Uh, let's have the hawk drop a snake on someone. That would be funny and terrifying. <laughs> and I want to watch that. I'd watch that. So we, we kind of riffed off that um, and ended up creating this, this video called Hawk Drops Snake on Family Barbecue, as ridiculous as that sounds. And uh, it's exactly what you'd think. Uh, a hawk is uh, flying around. This family is having a barbecue kind of near the MCG. Uh, so it's Mel- very Melbourne-centric and uh, yet picks this snake up and starts flying around with it, starts drifting towards the people and drops it on top of them. Um, and then a little bit of chaos ensues. And what kind of <laughs> results did you get with that video? I'd have to double-check the numbers. Now, I think it was in the 20 to 30 million view count range. Um, but for going back to the brief, the job was to make noise in the week leading into the um, into the finals. So that video did something between three to five million views within the first three days of release. So um, we ticked that box and we managed to get uh, into the news, mainstream media, uh, as well as, you know, um, so- social platforms as well, uh, big time, like in those first couple of days. Yes. Talk us through how you actually take that video and then you seed it into other people's feeds. How do you get the video out? Yeah, so seeding and distribution process is a hugely important part of of our process. And I kind of like to think that if you've got the concept right and you've nailed the production, you're you're only halfway there. Because uh, if you've even got the most amazing piece of content out there, even if it's real, you could put it up uh, on your your social feed and it may do nothing. It It may go nowhere. And so for us, it's all about trying to repeatedly replicate results. That's what, what we do and that's what we, we strive to get better and better at. And so this process is something that's evolved over the 16 virals that we've released over the last four years and it continues to evolve. But the aim of the game is to get the piece of content shared widely, but whilst doing that, have it being shared as if it is real or could be real. That's the challenge. And so what we've done is built a process and I won't give it all away because it's a little bit of our secret sauce, but we've built a process where we're essentially trying to find platforms. And by platforms, I mean um, mainstream news, online communities uh, and entertainment communities that have large audiences and those audiences have a particular interest or we think will have a particular interest in the content that we've made 
And then we need to get that content in front of somebody who's in charge of sharing that content with those audiences. And in terms of the results, difficult to measure, I imagine, were Hawthorne pleased? Yeah, I, I believe that the the Hawks marketing team were really stoked w- with the result. There was an additional element to this campaign, which was basically claiming the story and tying it back to the footy club in a in a real way. And so, the strategy behind that one was if the video were to become viral and get mass attention, which is our goal, but you can never guarantee such a thing, then we would have a strategy to claim that publicly and tie it back in the sense of um, a prank in a way. Um, So what we did with that particular one was we had a pre-approved PR release that was ready to go that that was basically saying... This isn't real. Um, (laughs) It's part of our launch for our new marketing campaign, Embrace the Hunt. We're playing a game this Saturday. Uh, We hope you had some fun with it and come on down. Um, So that was something that we released in a timely way. And you never know when to do it. But in that situation, it was a day after it was kind of really going nuts and had done, I think, 3 million views. And we instantly claimed that. And uh, the result of that was a lot of the news outlets re-ran the story, one, to inform their their audience <laughs> that it was fake, yeah, um, but also to, to have a little bit of a laugh about it and tie it back to the club. And that's exactly what, what happened. And I think it was that result, most importantly, that was considered um, the most valuable success for the client. So Dave, I've got a business, I'd like a viral video, and I want to do it myself. What are some tips you can give me? The the first thing I'd say is um, it's a constant challenge for us and um, it probably would be for anyone in that situation to marry the elements that we use to replicate results as well with a business objective. And that's a challenge that we still are constantly working on and evolving with our clients and is something that we're getting better and and better at. So if you were doing it on your own, uh, I guess the first thing you you would be doing is what are you trying to convey? What what is the message that is a an actual business objective that you're trying to achieve and how can you integrate that into a concept that is going to be highly shareable? My, My advice is try and solve that problem and uh, go from there. Once you've, if you've been able to do that, uh, uh, some tips that I would have is we often look to um, see what works and then evolve on that. So if we have an idea that we think would be hilarious or highly shareable or whatever that wild thing is, first thing we'll do is jump online and see if if something like that already exists. And if it doesn't, then that's good in a sense. But we kind of want to see something like that, that it exists and that it's got a whole lot of views because what that says to us is that there is a proven audience for that kind of content. And then you go, great, we know people love a volcano gone wrong video. That's another video we've done. All of these videos that have that are actually pretty boring and they've they've still got like millions of views. What if we just put a twist on it and added in uh, something extraordinary to it? And uh, that is something we quite often do. And that would be a tip I would give is look for what works and then try to evolve on it. I'm Bernadette Schwert and this is How to Build an Online Business. More after the break. It 
seems that there's some commonalities here. You know, it might be a natural disaster, an animal, a baby. Um, funny. Have you seen any of these sorts of elements that you constantly come back to as a starting point? Danger is uh, just an easy one for us. Um, we try and uh, steer away from it quite often, but putting someone in an element of danger, raising the stakes is a very... Uh, it's worked for us a, it's an a easy lot. Win. It's yeah. an easy win. We've had successes without that. But again, going back to my point uh, before, we will look at, okay, something else worked like that and then how can we evolve on it? So, for example, we did one called GoPro Drops into Burning Man. And so it, it's a drone flying over the Burning Man Festival in the US and uh, it, something happens to the drone and the camera falls off it and tumbles down into a rave party and someone picks up the GoPro and carries it around to all these people dancing and having a good time. There's no danger in that. Um, there's no animal attacks, uh, anything. It's not even funny. Um, but what we did was we, we looked at successful videos from Burning Man and there were ones with millions of views and nothing happened in them. And so we knew there was an audience. There's people that want to see the inside of this festival and get an insight into it. And then we also looked at uh, videos of drones dropping from the sky and they've also got a huge amount of views. So you marry the two and uh, you've got an idea and a nice little um, promotion for Burning Man. Not that they were our, our client, but maybe they should have been. You have to wonder, where do all these views come from? Who's watching them and on what platform? When we started doing this uh, four years ago, I'd say 90 to 95% of our view counts would come from YouTube, um, not necessarily from the source channel. And what I mean by that is the, the channel that we would release it on. It might get reposted by another outlet or something like that. Over the next two years, there was a huge shift in the view counts that we got from uh, YouTube onto Facebook. And early on, that was incredibly difficult to monitor because... Um, Facebook didn't even have view counts at the time. <laughs> and uh, then as, as that evolved, uh, now I'd say 80 to 90% of our, our view counts come from Facebook and uh, uh, a much smaller slice comes from YouTube and the rest come from other platforms like a news outlet that might host the video on their own site. Is there a sweet spot for length of, of these videos? Short and sweet is the best. Um, our longest uh, video is something like a minute and a half. Our shortest is around 20 seconds. We have a sweet spot of around 30 to 60 seconds that we aim for. Having said that, at the end of the day, you usually have this unbelievable event probably happens in five to 10 seconds and often someone will just trim the video down to that and repost it and it'll get a whole bunch of views anyway. But you want you want to have a story and have the sweet kicker in there somewhere. Yeah. So it reminds me of the old days in advertising where shoots would be multi-million dollar events, you know, Coke or Toyota, and now it's gone really cheap. It's gone the other way with you. You know, I'm presuming these viral videos are quite expensive, whereas the look of them is... They look like a $500 job. So can you talk to me about the, the money? How much does it cost to make a video? Like sure. Uh, there's probably two elements to this. I can talk to you about the money to produce it if you were to do something yourself because obviously um, there are a lot of cost efficiencies in doing that and if you can get your friends to be in it and you've got a mate who's 
can hold a camera and all, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, on that end, uh, when we were experimenting early on with the content and we were doing it solely ourselves and being as resourceful as humanly possible, we've made videos for a couple of thousand dollars. On the flip side, when you turn it into a production and you're consulting with a client and you're solving business problems for them and you're uh, using our seating and distribution processes and then you're doing something like simulating a tornado from scratch that needs to be better than um, or at least at the same standard as uh, a Hollywood film uh, with months of post-production, uh, you could be looking at anywhere from sixty dollars to $150,000. Um, and that all comes down to, or a big element of it comes down to the idea and what's involved to bring that idea to life because some can be done simply and practically and some are really, uh, there's a lot involved. So let's say I've got an idea, I would like to engage with you. What's the process? I ring you up and what do you do with me? We do this all the time. So basically you give me a call and uh, we talk about what you actually want to achieve. So I think going, we just want a viral video is not a great objective because what's the point of that? Um, it needs to have a purpose and it needs to be driving some kind of um, result for you. So it's understanding what that actually is. And that is, that's just a discussion. And then it's discussing what kind of budget range you'd be looking or prepared to spend. And that's a really challenging conversation to have with any client because everybody just wants the most for the least amount of money, right? Um, which is fine. It's fair enough, but it's really hard to solve that solution without some kind of framework there because that shapes everything you do and the way you think about the the concept that's answering to that. So we, we'll, we'll talk about a rough budget indication, even if it's a number of ranges perhaps. And then uh, if that is at an area that we think there's an achievable solution, we would then go away and try and brainstorm some concepts um, that we can come back to and that would be with achievable within those range. And then from there, you, you go down a, a traditional uh, production approach, which is essentially um, we're doing this job, we're signing off on a budget, we're going to offer these services, which is uh, creative production, seating and distribution, and uh, we then timeline it all out and go about making a viral. You must have some sleepless nights where you're lying there thinking they've just spent 150 grand and we've got to get 30 million views. What do you, how do you manage that stress? Because if it's a normal production, it goes on TV, 30 seconds, you're done. But you have an obligation to get results more than what a normal production company would do. How do you live with that pressure? <laughs> You just don't sleep. <laughs> it's different. It's, it's, uh, I guess the first thing is we'd be very, very clear to our clients that we do not guarantee results because uh, you can't. No, nobody can um, unless they want to pay for the views, which is something we, we absolutely do not do. So what we offer is four years of experience replicating results 16 times over and the knowledge, experience and techniques that have come from that. 16 videos, 370 million views, our lowest one, uh, which uh, I still can consider viral, but uh, is, is just over a million views. Our highest is in, in 80. The last one we did for a client did 35 million views. So what we offer is that is that experience, but you can never guarantee anything. So we need to have trust in our own processes. And that comes down to, 
Do we believe in the idea and is it ticking all the boxes? Have we produced it to the best of the, our ability with the resources that we have? And is the strategy, seeding and distribution strategy that we've um, created for that specific piece of content and that specific release, which uh, changes every time, have we got that right? And if, if I know that I've ticked all those boxes, I can go to sleep knowing that we've done everything that w- w- we have the power to do and the confidence in that maybe gets me to sleep on the night we release the video. What's your structure for telling a story? It's simple storytelling. So, you know, it's entertainment at foremost, but good entertainment has a narrative. So you need a beginning, a middle and an end. And most importantly, for this kind of content, you need a hook. And what I mean by hook is... um, in this particular kind of content, it can be uh, narrowed down to a single thumbnail and a couple of words. A thumbnail, I, I mean an image. So what is the hook that is going to make somebody click play, sit through a pre-roll ad that they're probably going to get served up and still want to watch this thing. So you've got to hook them in and that needs to be compelling enough to be sold in a single image or idea. So if you take any of our virals, they're very simple in that sense. A guy takes a selfie with a tornado. Uh, A a girl uh, is chased by a bear. Um, A hawk drops a snake on a barbecue. The three, They're one-liners. Four, yeah, one-liners, and there's an image with everyone, every one of those. Um, and the image is important because that's the thumbnail that they'll see when uh, they get served up the video. And it needs to basically kind of give away what's going to happen but leave you with that tiny bit of intrigue to be like, I've got to see what goes on after that image. That, that That's a really, really important part of the story. And uh, yeah, the, the, every story has a protagonist. Um, you don't have much time to build a backstory on it, but every one of them has a, a, a hero of the story in, in a sense. And so it's, it's basic storytelling that, that that's key there. Where working on something right now that will be released that I think will be our best case study yet. And that's a combination of of integrating the product within the story in, in a very subtle way, which is a no-brainer. I mean, product placement's been around forever, um, but it's doing it in that sense. Uh, otherwise, it's um, trying to start a conversation. We've had a great campaign with Samsung a couple of years ago, and it was about creating conversation and then generating a dialogue w- with their audience off the back of it. So it was using the content or the viral as, um, as a catalyst in a sense. So every case study is different, and um, I love the challenge of trying to find those solutions and it's 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 a constantly evolving process. Dave, so summing up, what I'm taking from this is that it really begins and ends with an idea, a thumbnail, a picture, and a one-liner. And if you've got that, that's your starting point and you shouldn't really move before you've got that. 100%. So making a viral video is not for everyone, but if you've got a great idea and think it could work for your business, give it a shot. What's the worst that can happen? You get a live snake dropped on your family barbecue. How to Build an Online Business was produced by Dave Swalensky. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. Executive producer is Grant Tothill. Recorded in the Podcast One Studios, Australia. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au, download the Podcast One app, or look us up on Apple Podcasts. 